welcome back. It's Marcia again. Uh, Marcia O'Connor. I am CEO and founder of the O'Connor Group. O'Connor Group, obviously, I think you know by now, but we do outsourced HR and outsourced recruiting. We work with small and mid-sized companies, and uh, we've been around for about 16 and a half years. As you know, I love bringing on warm, friendly guests who have a lot of energy like myself. And so today I'm so excited to have Renee, um, you know, Reinhardt. And Renee basically is amazing because she has a great company called Party Host Helpers. I remember talking to her at the Davio's bar one time about her whole plans and where she wanted to go. And then one day she's like, hey, I think I'm ready. I think I'm. this is doing, this is happening. We're going to be joining EO. And all of you listeners out there already know what EO is, Entrepreneurs Organization. But so with that, we're going to tell her a story today and hear how dynamic she is and how I even use Party Host Suffers as much as possible, because they have basically saved my back and my legs many times. So with that, further ado, Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marsha. Thanks for having me. It's so fun. Oh, my God. So much fun. And, you know, Party Host Helpers, obviously you didn't start that way. I had heard the story the other week, um, but I think it's a great story to share because obviously our entrepreneurs out there want to hear how people get started. It's usually not exactly a one-way direction. So tell us, walk us back about, you know, 15, 20 years about how you got started. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, I always wanted to be a wedding and event planner. So even my high school friends will say, we remember in high school, you always said you were going to be a wedding planner one day. And back then it wasn't, I mean, it was a thing, but you had to have some really rich clients if you were going to be a wedding planner or celebrity clients. It wasn't as easily attainable back in the nineties. So I went to college, I was a PR and marketing major, and that led me to some event planning too. But, um, you know, I started events by Renee in 2015, I'm sorry in 20, 2007. No. And then, so that's how long I've had events by Renee, but I still had a lot of different jobs that were putting money uh, in my pocket and food on the table. Um, and then in 2013, I thought, gosh, okay, my event planning company is taking off. This is great. I've worked so hard to network and get to where I am, but <clears throat> I don't really want to work a wedding every weekend of my life. I want to eventually settle down or I want to have free time and to really make money, you have to work a lot of weekends in the event world. So I started Party Host Helpers um, mainly because my clients were coming back to me saying, Renee, you planned this huge wedding for my, for my daughter, but we're having, you know, a dinner party and we need a bartender. Do you know anyone? And I've always been naturally well-connected and I thought this might be something, you know, there are some competitors in the area where we started, but I think having my event planning background, and I knew how to run a business already. So it came really easy when I started Party Host Helpers. I thought it would just be a side hustle to the first business. I thought it would just supplement my income a little bit. And I was totally wrong. It, it took off like wildfire. Um, and we started booking jobs in other cities across the country. And I just didn't say no. If a client came to me and said they wanted help in a place that was obscure, I said, sure. And then I figured it out. And you know what? Not everybody can do that so fast as you did and, and move it forward. And obviously start one company, start another company and realize like, wait a minute, this might be moving even faster than the other company. You know, what was that light bulb that went on and said, hey, I should, maybe I should spend more time on this instead? It was realizing that there was such a need for a company like this and that it was really sticking with clientele. You know, I thought we would just be residential and mm -hmm. then 
caterers started hiring us. Mm. Michelle Leff was one of my first catering clients. And I didn't, I never even dreamt about that, helping caterers. Um, awesome. And then corporate clients started hiring us. Like Penn is one of our big clients. We're there all the time. Um, you know, universities, corporate, co- like, you know, you're having a corporate meeting and you need registration help or you need 30 people to scan badges at an expo in Las Vegas. So the, you know, the opportunities started to present themselves to me geographically and the type of event. And it just, I just wanted to continue growing and diving right in. And how do you do, obviously right now it's, you know, the year 2024 and people are like, I can't find people. I can't find people. But every time we ask, you know, for help from you, you find people and you do it. How do you currently find people and do recruiting? Because you're going to different states and all. And, you know, it's it's the gig economy, right? And trying to figure out the time and make sure they're reliable. How do you guys do that so well? You know, I always say it's what we do. <laughs> Just like it's what you do. You find good people too. It's obviously different, but um, we use Indeed a lot. Friends of friends. Um, we have a platform where we interview. We do background checks. It's really, we're, we only like to hire people that have hospitality experience so there's Mm -hmm. no training it's people who've been in the industry and because we're gig you know gig workers (laughs) excuse me we're having people work who might be a full-time teacher and just want Mm -hmm. some extra money on the weekends they used to bartend in college and they miss it um you know moms who want to stay home with their kids but then might do shifts a month to make a few extra bucks event planners who need a little extra money once in a while or there's people who really string jobs like this together. They might work for a caterer three days a week, and then they work for us on the weekend. So with this gig economy, people like to make their own schedule. And with party host helpers, you can. So, and then, you know, our regional directors are really good at hiring and, you know, we, we see their resumes, we see photos. We, mm-hmm. um, the best is when other helpers refer though, because they're, it's their word that we trust, especially if they're a great helper. Absolutely. So obviously this show is all about successes and failures. You know, entrepreneurs are all going through their different challenges, different journeys and all too. But let's talk about some of those failures. You know, um, you don't get to where you're at today with a few, without a few of them in your hand. Could you explain maybe one and what it was and what happened? A funny one is that I, when I started the company, I bought the domain partyhosthelper.com instead of partyhosthelpers.com. And I don't remember why. I don't know if it wasn't available or I just wasn't thinking and I did right. it quickly. So I think initially people got our website confused. Um, and I eventually ended up buying Party Host Helpers recently, which is still causing a little chaos because some of my team's emails are helpers, some helper. Oh, but wow. That's just a testament to me being haphazard in the beginning and excited and you know moving too quickly. Yeah, you got to go fast and you don't realize is it .com, .net, .org, know. Know. you know, and all these things after the fact that we realize it because when you're an entrepreneur, you're so excited about your product or your service that you don't realize all the little pieces that are put in play and you're like, oh, why didn't someone tell me that sooner? Yeah. That would have been so much more helpful, you know, exactly. um, to get it going. But, you know, you're really involved in a lot of things. You're a NABO, you're an EO, you do all these things. You have a small, little, little beautiful girl. And, you know, you're pretty recently married, actually. You're still a honeymooner, by the way. Um, how do you do all that? Like, you know, how did you all come together? Because that's a lot to do. It is a lot. And I look around at other women that I'm in these groups with, and I'm like, how the heck do they do it? Um, 
Uh, this year is, I think, going to be a year for me of figuring out what I want to stick with Wow! after giving it a chance mm-hmm. um, and also just kind of diversifying what I'm doing because certain things might not be working. Um, yep. we're, we're a national company, so I'm trying yep. to make connections nationally, not just in my backyard. Um, and Navo and EO has definitely given me that platform, which is great. Um, I'm also trying to just kind of, you know, I'm a sucker for like a good conference, but they haven't really served me that well in the last like year and a half. And sometimes I'd rather, if I'm going to travel, have it be personal or maybe more strategic and intimate. Yeah. Uh, you know, instead of taking my rep who lives in Chicago to a conference, maybe I go to Chicago and we do a dinner for 10 of her top clients. Yeah. Um, things like that. That's sort of how I'm swerving this year. Mm-hmm. Um, early nineties in though. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if conferences are really always worth it. I think I, well, I like my EO nerve, you know, nerve is my, my favorite, but mm-hmm. I, I don't really go to the other ones anymore. I don't really need to. I feel like the dinners and having private um, conversations with your clients, they really miss seeing you in person now. Yeah. I would say two years ago, it was like, oh, I won't go on zoom, you know, mm-hmm. but now everybody's willing to go back together and meet in person. So that's helped out an awful lot. Um, what do you think as Obviously, you're a member of EO as well, and you've learned from EOA to EO. What's the biggest lesson you've learned by being a part of EO? You know, I think for me, it was like, it's been great to put my pride aside. And, you know, I wanted to join EO because I was sick of being the most successful person in the room. Not to toot my own horn, but a lot of the women's groups I was in, I felt like I was teaching them a lot where with EO, I had to strip you know, my pride away and, Mm -hmm. and it's not, I'm not a prideful person, but to be able to just listen and see and watch how some of these, some of our members run their lives, run their businesses, hear how they manage their schedule or, you know, what they do, if they want to hire a great salesperson or just even seeing how people um, talk in the WhatsApp about things that they're working on or things I hear in forum. So that I think it's been huge. Um, surrounding myself with people who are next level. And I think that I can see um, an increase in my confidence as a business leader, um, in my strategic planning. I just feel like I'm growing more into who I am after joining you or who I should be, who I want to be. It's hard, I think. I think it's very, it's, um, entrepreneurship can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely need to have avenues around you that make it feel like you're not alone. And you can have those conversations about payroll and employee issues. And sometimes you just, you know, you you can't talk about your TAF staff because it's about your staff, you know? Um, and uh, you have to have those resources around you for sure. What do you think, if you are talking to an entrepreneur that is building your business right now and they're growing, and this year's a tough year, 2024, I think is still going to be a tough year. I think we have a this year to go and then next year is going to go back up again. But, you know, what do you think the top three things an entrepreneur needs to have in regards to basically, you know, building their business right now in this economy? Grit. Yep. <laughs> True. Organization and not just organization in your organization, but you personally need to be disciplined with the time that you're spending on building the business. Yeah. And strategic about goals and put deadlines on them. Um, it's, I think it's just, it's really important. Sometimes entrepreneurs were so creative and flighty and, um, mm-hmm. don't put enough deadlines on things or organization. So, and then I think a really good mentor or someone that you can talk to along the way, 
someone who's in your industry, maybe that you look at and see what they're doing or someone who has built a business before. I think it's really important to have someone to be able to run things by. Yep. I agree. You have to have that. I think it also be open to have that conversation and also be coached. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times when I hear people like, you know, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I'm like, no, like just open yourself open because you learned, you learn one small golden nugget. Literally. I remember going through some conversations with entrepreneurs and that one little bit of advice that that one little thing changed my whole business. Not and fun. I was like, oh my gosh, how come you didn't tell me that sooner? You know, I didn't know we could do that. And we could, what do you mean? We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. Like who, no one told me that, you know, you live yeah. and learn throughout this whole process. So it is interesting, but you're also involved with NABO and, and EO, but NABO is all women, you know, National Association of Women Business Owners and all. How is that different than EO? So there's no threshold of income. Mm, got it. Which for me, because my businesses are consumer facing is okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I also joined the circle it's called, I think, hmm. for NABO members who do a million or more in sales. Oh, great. So okay. I just need to join that recently. And then there's monthly calls with um, a cohort of women. Great. So I'm giving that a shot to see if I can meet, you know, some great connections in other states yep. um, who might be having the same struggles as me. So that should be interesting. Yeah, uh, it was fun though. You know, it's a great time. I was at a breakfast this morning. Of course, I'm on the board as the event chair um, or event committee. Shocker. <laughs> but that's such an so appropriate role for you. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's nice to meet some new people. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's always, it's, that's our name of the game, right? That's what we do and how we do it. But, um, you know, moving into different areas that you're doing, how do you find time? You have a small little one, you know, uh, obviously married, what, three years now? Three it years? Was four in December. Four, four years. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, how do you find time for all this? I definitely, being a mom, has, um, that role has definitely added, obviously, a layer of stress and time yeah. management stress to my life. Sure. Why not to schedule a lot of meetings on Fridays um, mm. when I try not to have a sitter on Fridays or maybe half a day mm -hmm. um, so I can do something fun with Reese. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but those are my intentions there. Cause mm -hmm. you know, there are in wedding season, I still do a handful mm -hmm. of weddings a year. My team does a lot of them, but I still personally do a few. Right. So if I'm working a Saturday or maybe I'm, you know, out networking on a Thursday night, you know, I, I try to make make up some of that time on Fridays. I mean, the beauty though, about being an entrepreneur and why I originally wanted to be an entrepreneur a million years ago before I even met my husband or thought I was having kids. I mean, I always wanted to be a mom and a wife mm -hmm. and I thought being an entrepreneur would be the most flexible <laughs> way to do that. So, and some weeks it is, some weeks it isn't, but yeah. um, I really try to look at my calendar Lately, I try not to overbook myself. I make sure I give myself en enough time to get to where I'm going. Um, and then I really try to shut it down at five, which is difficult. Um, but mm -hmm. when I have a two-year-old pulling at my leg, you know, when the when the babysitter leaves or I pick her up from school, um, you know, I, I have to make dinner and yep. spend time with, with her. And then I'm tired when I put her to bed. <laughs> I always have envisions of opening up my laptop at 10 o'clock or nine o'clock but it just doesn't happen. So I'm an early riser sometimes. I uh, gotcha. Okay. I went through a period this fall into November where um, I was really good about working out um, right. and taking this winter kind of just to be a little easier on myself and do some more gentler things. Like if it's yep. nice, I'll take a walk. Um, 
and just curbing my diet a little bit. I found that when I was working out so hard, I was so hungry and my body didn't really change. Um, so I'm taking the winter to be a little gentler on my body and just trying not to, um, stress out that way. So I'm taking the mornings and I'll wake up early, like six, I'll set my alarm and Mm -hmm. I'm after my inbox because those are the times of the day where no one's going to write me back. (laughs) Yeah. I can really organize myself and get through it. I would love, and I've, um, inquired about a VA to maybe help manage my inbox a little bit, just help me keep it a little more organized, but well, there's a lot of people, I don't have the answer. I mean, I feel like every day. Well, I think having an EA, I think that's one of the, the jewels of an entrepreneur that I think people wait too long for. I really do think it's one of, if you get a good one, right. You have to, I yeah. think there's a trust, right. And then you're like, I have someone great who, yeah. who does stuff like what I'm on. Cause I'm on TV often and yeah. it's time to prepare what I'm showing. Yeah. That really shouldn't be me doing it because it's like, it's, I should be doing CEO stuff, right. Not yep. putting their kids craft to show on Fox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to be whatever, but my time is spent better. Doing oh that. yeah. So but, she's great and she's local, but um, oh, good. I would love someone to tackle my inbox for me. Yeah. That's the big thing I would talk to. Oh, well, I didn't talk. I heard, Gina Whitman who, who basically started EOS um, and him basically saying three months a year, he takes off and the rest of the year, he doesn't check any, he doesn't check any email at all. He literally has somebody else that checks email for him. He goes, I just don't do that. He goes, if you're sitting here as an entrepreneur today, he goes, and you're checking email, you're doing it all wrong. He goes, you have to have and trust your people. He goes, and the fact that you're doing it, you're wasting so much of your own time to build your business. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really insightful. And it's so funny, you know, that was uh, two years ago. And by the way, still have not done that and gave up that, you know, control. Wow. Um, but I know my goal is to do that down the road because I there's so much more I want to do. I just, I just haven't had the ability to do that yet. But um, and my team always answer, know What if that. they answer it wrong? What if they say the wrong thing? Well, that's what you learn now, but you know, I've had VAs before and they are, if you get a good one, they are worth it. They really are. It's just that extra piece of the in-mail, mm-hmm. which is a whole different ball game, right? And your, so, your inbox must be crazy, Marsha. No, oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's literally insane. And I, and I try to fairly fix how to do that this year, because one of my goals is to have meetings, intentional meetings. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say no to a lot more things. Not that I don't want to, but I'm trying to be really trying to be intentional with my time because mm-hmm. I was realizing how many hours every night I spend on email. Yeah. And when my team's like, how can you're up at one out five in the morning? And I'm like, well, I don't want to be, but I want to be respectful and get back to you. Yeah. And I realized like right before the holidays, it got so overwhelming that I just stopped. I stopped getting back mm-hmm. to people, period. And people are like, you're okay. It's not like you. I'm like, I know. I know it's not, but I have to find a better way. And so I'll I'll do um I'll do an evening of um um trash removal, meaning any emails I get that aren't really weird, I'll either put a rule on them to go to something else, mm-hmm. or I'm just unsubscribing. And that's really very refreshing. It's like cleaning out your closet. Um, but you have to do that, I think, once in a while because it just gets inundated with so much stuff. I know. And, and you feel like you have to write back to everyone. Everybody. Yeah. And it's not just that, it's also messages on WhatsApp. And then there's messages on LinkedIn and there's messages on texting and there's messages on teams. And it's almost at a point like just do me a favor. Just everybody, if you really need me, just text me. I know it's the easiest way to do it, you know? So I struggle with the texting thing. I will tell you because if someone texts me something work-related, I feel like I have to drop everything 
and write them back or find the answer or figure it out for them. If it's via, mm. if it's via email, yeah. then I feel like I have some time to find the right answer to um, craft the message back to be in the right headspace. Um, so, I mean, my team is very tech, you know, we text a lot, but sometimes I have to say like, Hey guys, can you please send me an email? Just oh, interesting. I might be, I don't know, I might be grocery shopping and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just saw this text and someone wants me to send them this and I need to let me move my cart. <laughs> you know, like, and you're like, no, um, know, or maybe I just don't need to write back to people right away. I'm not sure. Maybe it's me. No, I think we're in the professional services. If you're in professional services, if you, you know, the early bird gets the worm. And if we don't do that, then basically a reputation basically says, ah, oh, they don't get back to you fast enough. And then they look like anybody else. And that's the last thing I ever want about this company is to look like anybody else. Um, if we're going to be up there and be looking at that as like the the gold, you know, the gold peak, we got to do all the extra stuff to be the gold peak. Exactly. And uh, so we'll see that. Yeah. What's what's next for you? I, I know you, your brain doesn't stop. So I know you probably have other ideas of what you're going to be doing with Party Host Helpers and Events by Renee. You know, we just hired um, four new people at the end of 23 going into 24 in territories. Right. So yeah. um, previously we've had people not in the territories they're selling for. Mm -hmm. And now my goal is to have people in their territories. They know it the best. They know yep. how it works there. Um, so that's a big one. And then events by Renee, you know, I have a great executive um, director who's awesome, Eric, and he. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. And, you know, we grew a lot this year and I'm excited just to grow more, but, mm -hmm. you know, let him, let him and my team do a lot of the work there. And it's great to still be creative and talk to vendors and, and still have events by Renee. Yeah, your people all over, but how do you, how do you, how do you motivate them? I'm obviously going to DC on a couple of days or weeks is coming up and that's great, but how do you motivate them? Cause it's tough when you're not around every single day. Mm -hmm. We set monthly goals. We set monthly challenges and monthly sales focus, a monthly sales focus. This is something that I've been trying to be more um, strategic and consistent with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I tell them like, listen, do the challenge. Even if you don't win, you're going to get sales out of this. We're setting yeah. it for success here. So nice. Yeah, that helps a lot. I think mm -hmm. it's, I think every company is a little bit different. And I think people are always looking for like, what's that one way? I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like I had a chamber event this morning and we talked about, you know, the motivation of an employee. Well, it's like, we were all brought up and like the motivation of a 55 year old employee is very different than a motivation of a 22 year old. Yeah. And yeah. you really had to figure out and ask them and have conversations with them and not assume that just because, Hey, I'm giving you an extra day off. They're like, Hmm. Yeah, I didn't want that. I really wanted to spend a day of volunteering that you pay for. And um, whereas a 55-year-old's like, you give me a day off, it's better than a bonus for me because I love these days off, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's really figuring out and catering to all that. And it's just, you know, people are like, I just want people to work. I'm like, they they are though. Like work hasn't, work is still work. Mm -hmm. It's just the mentality behind it is really changing. Mm -hmm. And I think people saw how much it took away from all of us in regards to the hours we put in there. And I just think that they're revolting and saying, I don't want to work like you did. And we did the same thing. My dad would work hours upon hours and weekends and he was blue collar and he always worked anytime he had um, you know, time for overtime, he took it. Yeah. And so I rarely saw my dad during the week. I would see him on the weekends to eat dinner with because he would go to work from three to one. Wow. And from, you know, an afternoon in the morning. So I, I would see him maybe before, uh, I come out from school and he would go to work. And um, that was years, years of that. And that's what my dad also worked did. shift work. So yeah, see, you get it. Yeah. Yep. I'd be coming home from school. He'd be going to work or I'd be going to school and he'd be coming home. 
Yeah. And you could be, you couldn't be noisy in the morning because he was quiet and sleeping and, you know, and, you know, it was just a different time compared to like today, which is, which is way it is, but so we'll see what happens. Um, So what do you do in regards to learning? Do you do audibles or do you do books? You EO people, man, you guys read a lot of business books. <laughs> we do. We do. What are you reading right now? So I like to read fun books mm -hmm. on my Kindle. And then I try to listen to business books mm -hmm. um, versus reading them. So I was mm. up until 2 a.m. reading a book last night. I don't know if you've read this. Now I have to pull up to make sure I'm saying the right title. And I read the first one in like uh, two days, which is not like me. And then I started the second one last night and I was up literally in bed. And Ted's like, you need to go to bed. So The Housemaid and then I'm reading The Housemaid's Secret right now. Really? The Housemaid M-A-I-D? Uh-huh. It's a ah. it's good. And then for Audible right now, I picked back up the 5 a.m. club. Mm. And I just downloaded um one that I really want to read. I'm going on vacation next week. Um I want to read Grace Kalia's book about um yeah, Elizabeth actually recommended it. Where is it? I just downloaded it in Audible. I thought yeah, Grace is great. She's, she's a good friend. She's my neighbor. Oh, she's your um, neighbor? Oh, no way. That's awesome. Confidence effect. She's not in my neighborhood. She's in the neighborhood next to me, and my good friend lives there. And oh, she was telling awesome. me about her, and I'm like, wait, we know each other. So yeah. I see her so social media sometimes. Small world. Small confidence world. effect. So Okay. But yep. I also have like grit in there. I have atomic habits, scaling up, obviously, traction. Whenever I go to EO events, I'm always like jotting down books because everyone's always talking about them. So Oh yeah, we had that. I guess we went to the Joey Coleman event, yeah. obviously. Did and you he read that book? Um, I didn't read the book. I read one of the books he recommended, which was "They Ask You Answer." It's by Marcus Sheridan. It's so good, and yeah. it's basically taking your way of thinking of your service and putting it out there more on social media, and and asking like all the questions your clients constantly ask you. Like it is, it's the same questions. If you really write down, it's like the top twenty-five questions they ask all the time. Why aren't you addressing that on your website? Why aren't you doing these questions out there and being honest and putting it on your website? Because that's why people are going to go to you. Yeah. And it was really just like basic common sense stuff. Mm -hmm. And I told obviously poor Megan, I was like, so we're going to do some changes to the website. And she just gives me those eyes like, oh dear God, what are you reading now? And, um, you know, but I, I really loved it. And I feel like it's very simplistic, but the idea is being honest, trustworthy, and just, you know, having people, it's the same questions you get asked as it is. Mm -hmm. So why not have a spot on your website where it's already answered? Yeah. And then they're going to come to you and make it easy. They're going to basically know a lot about you. So half of that is already done right. and, you know, they're going to do more business and business will be better because they know what to expect already. You know what I mean? So yeah. Awesome. difference but that was a good one i had the customer too and to have joey wrote but i haven't read that one yet but i'm i'm finishing up um, this one right now so yeah, that's pretty cool I have a stack. oh you know what else i want to read hold on yeah i'm in the industry i really need to read and i should take this on the trip unreasonable hospitality oh it, i'm on that too that's phenomenal that's in my yeah, um audible i think i have like 10 on audible right now which is like a little ridiculous but depends what mood i'm in to listen to which one of them and so yeah and you really listen and pay attention on the audible yeah, because when of I'm my driving, drive. I get distracted. I'm like, nah. I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta rewind. I forget. I don't know. I didn't oh. know what I just said. Well, I'm driving. I listen to all the pieces. Yeah. So sadly, like I, I know what exit I was, what chapter, which is really pretty bad. But That's um, cool. I'm like, but I met, I help. I'm an audible person, like, and I know very visual. So you know, reading all the books in high school was not my forte, and my yeah. grade showed that. So. 
I wish I had Audible back then. It would have been so much easier in my life, but that's okay. I know. Um, you know, crazy stuff. So let's go advices for entrepreneurs and, and, you know, out there, obviously the grit side of the house and all, and things you had learned along the way, but you know, it's a struggle out there. And a lot of people are starting and we probably have people probably within the top five years of, of an entrepreneurship that listen to the show. What right. else did you say in regards to finding resources, finding connections to help them grow, especially around the marketing and sales right now, because that's a big hot topic. Uh, sales aren't coming in, the, the phone isn't ringing like it used to, you know, you have to work really four times as hard to get a sale. What's working for you? Our reputation. 10 years in the business, um, our SEO are just, we have strong legs Yeah, as for so long. But um, you built that didn't come overnight. Good reviews, mm -hmm. good experience from clients, word of mouth. But you know, just because I have that in one state doesn't mean I have that in another state. So I'm constantly feeling like I'm starting over a lot. Yeah. Of and I try to remind myself, all right, what worked 10 years ago? You know, what are some grassroots things we did? What, but you know, I think our technology, even though sometimes it's it's a struggle, but having that helps compared to some other of our competitors. So I think it sounds like you need a 10 year um, anniversary party uh, since yeah. you are the party host helpers. Uh, um, so I think that should be coming up in the works this year. It's just saying just an idea. I know, um, but it's hard when you're across the country with all these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It totally is. I totally get it. And tell people about, you know, it's one of, one of the best things I did was utilize some of your people for the evening of Thanksgiving. I host usually about 20 some people and my back was always killing me by night end because I had to do all the cleanup and my husband, like that was a family affair, but still I was pooped until basically like just have a person come and help you. I said, genius. And so I started calling and now I do that every year. And, you know, um, you know, what, what do people use your services primarily for? Not the events by Renee, but this is truly party host helpers. Yeah. Servers, bartenders, general helpers. I mean, if you like to entertain at your home, you know that you could use a, an extra set of hands. You're yeah. the shopping, the cooking, uh, the setup. And then our team comes in and just makes sure that it's flawless for you and that you can actually enjoy your party and that they're, you know, they're cleaning up afterwards and making sure that everything's great. Um, and then bartenders, you know, bars yeah. are messy if you do self-serve and maybe, you, maybe your husband or you don't want to be behind the bar all night. So having a bartender there helps manage, uh, bottles that shouldn't have, shouldn't have been opened, you know, that you could take yeah. back later and make sure there's making sure there's enough ice and the cocktails are being made that, that, you know, they're professionals. They can do this better than you. So. Yeah, it's really awesome that the services that you offer. I've used your bartenders. I've used your party host helpers for graduation parties and obviously for Thanksgiving and just small events here and there, which has been so helpful. Um, you know, we actually had our, our Crockpot International Luncheon this year yeah. where we brought in. It was it was always our own people. Then I said, you know, let's invite our clients. And all. You know, within like five days, I started inviting everybody over. And I said to Megan, I said, you know what we're going to do next year? We're going to hire party host helpers yeah. to, to basically. That was a lot of cleanup. I was um, it wasn't too, too bad, oh, but you know, with them. That's good. yeah, it wasn't too, too bad. We had a lot of people show up. Mm -hmm. And so I was hoping, you know, I'd have like maybe like, you know, food stations and things like that with the crock pots, but sure did smell good. That's for sure. Wow. We also had a bartender. Well, we had our, I said a lounge and I know remember Ash, she's listening was like, should I brought an Uber to work today? And, um, but you know, we do have a lot of fun, but you know, clients, you, you have clients, a like good events. Clients like to have that, you know, they like to be, be real and have a real conversation. You just have to make sure they don't go stumbling outside your office. So yeah. all good stuff. Um, all right, cool. Well, listen, thank you. 
Thanks You're for welcome. sharing your wisdom. Congratulations sure. on your success. I'm so thrilled for you. Um, you know, I love the fact- in, I'm still learning. So <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and that's the thing. Are. You're always a student and you'll just continue learning as as you go on an entrepreneurial journey. Oh, every day. I'm always looking for a golden nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, if one golden nugget, it made my day, that's for sure. But for today, it was having you on the show. So thank you for taking the time here. How do people get a hold of you? Sure. So partyhosthelpers.com. You can find out. Uh, what kind of services we offer. You can get a free quote. Eventsbyrene.net is my event planning company. I'm on LinkedIn, Renee Patron Reinhardt. Find me. I try to be more active. I'm trying to be more active on there like you, Marsha, but um, it's a lot. Uh, well, you know, I have this amazing marketing team that helps me yeah. look like I'm all over the place and I'm really not, but it makes me look like I am. So it works really you are, well. You are. We, well, I don't know this year. Like I said, the word is intentional this year. So we're going to see I about like that. Um, like thank it. you for being on the show. I appreciate that. And out there, everybody, listen, yeah, entrepreneurship is hard. It's not easy. We are here to help you. We are here to share the secrets of success to basically making it bud and blossom for you. So feel free to always reach out to us here at top three at the O'Connor Group, info at TOCGRP.com. And in the meantime, don't let fear control you. You control it. And on that note, I'll let you guys go and uh Stay well, stay healthy out there and keep being nice to people. All right, take care guys. Bye-bye.